Welcome, welcome, welcome back with another episode of Trade Talk. Your host here, L.A. Aco, and we are going to go over um, some new positions that I've initiated. I know we haven't I haven't been putting out episodes as much lately, not because of anything wrong so much as just, eh, haven't really been interested in putting out anything. I haven't initiated a lot of new coverages. Uh, within these episodes, you're going to hear about a lot of new coverages, but I don't like putting out episodes as a means of market commentary. That is not what this is. Uh, this is more so of finding positions, analyzing those positions, and that's the positions that we're going to take within the fund. Sometimes it can be market commentary. I mean, most people would probably want to say like, hey, why haven't you talked about the stock market running up uh, back close to highs? Because I've talked about it already. Um, you could ride the wave and yes, you're going to make money. I've rode that wave and made money. That That's fine. However, uh, it is not sustainable and I would not continue to preach that out there while I know it's not sustainable. Do I think it, ha- it, it maintains itself for another uh, year or two? Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, it's going to have to pull back right now. It hasn't been completely trading sideways, but I don't trust any of it from the long standpoint. Um, and just, you know, being very happy go lucky with my with my money and just leaving it in there. I'm not comfortable with that. So that's why you haven't heard me say a bunch of things. But in this episode, uh, what we're going to be talking about is a position that I newly initiated uh, called Genius Brand Holdings. And uh, Genius Brand, um, some people may know it, but actually I'm pretty sure most of you have no clue what this is because it does not even show up on any radars uh, social media wise, Um, doesn't show up much anywhere else other than the fact that it's been up over 2000% from May. But Genius Brands is a company that in the short form is children's Netflix. But let me give you the exact thing of what the company is. Pretty much it's a content company and brand management company that uh, deals with children's cartoons and uh, products of that nature. Uh, They make their money off of licensing. They will take a license from um, from a company that, you know, may have created an intellectual property and then they will license that worldwide to get a royalty income. So think of them making children's programming. Uh, specifically, their programming shows up on Netflix, Nickelodeon, Disney. Uh, these these shows are Llama Llama, um, Professor Edison's Laboratory. Uh, there is a Rainbow Warriors. These are probably things you wouldn't know, but if you have children, your children may know. What is making Genius a interesting buy currently is not so much that it's cheap, but it is cheap. Currently trades at about $5.80 to $6.10. And last month was trading from $0.35 cents to $1.20. So you see that there's a lot of uh, upside. But it's more so of what is down the pike. Now, what is down the pike specifically that is going to interest people or is interesting the general market, but it's mostly uh, retail investors. Institutions are starting to take uh, equip into why it is sustain why it's interesting not not sustainable I'll get into that part later but why it's interesting is because the company has turned their content into what will be an app and what will be distribution um, on 
devices like mobile devices, distribution within households on TV channels. Um, so in essence, over 100 million households will be showing what is called Cartoon Channel, which launches June 15th, and over 200 million mobile devices will have access to Cartoon Channel. So, you know, those little iPads that you give your kids or you see these kids walking around with that they're glued to, these, this content is going to be on there. That Cartoon Channel app will be on there. This, the subscription will be free. So unlike Netflix, um, it's not a paid service. It's all ad-based revenue of a service. So this is huge, right? The next part about it that, that solidifies the concept is who the executives are. Uh, Andy Haywood is a former executive at Hanna-Barbera Cartoons. Depending on your age, you may know Hanna-Barbera, but Hanna-Barbera is Jetsons, Flintstones, Strawberry Shortcake, etc. Uh, I want to say Powerpuff Girls are on Hanna-Barbera, if I'm not mistaken. But a long list of cartoons, right? Pretty much everything that the Cartoon Network started with was Hanna-Barbera. And he was an executive at Hanna-Barbera and had a hand in making a number of those shows. Uh, the next um, chairman that is over there is uh, Margaret Loesch. I might have pronounced her name wrong, but specifically Margaret is the creator of Fox Kids. Most people don't know this, but Fox Kids is not something that was originally just um, a Fox like channel that they spun off. She's an executive that said we needed to create a kid's block of programming. Not to say that it didn't exist before, but it didn't exist as it exists um, in modern day. There was a time where you pretty much tuned into NBC or CBS. Um, as a child, you watched morning cartoons and you enjoyed them and however you liked them starting from like 6.30 a.m., 7.30 a.m. When Margaret did it, uh, she did it in a particular way where cartoons would dominate the afternoon uh, when you came back from school. They would dominate the morning before you went to school. They would then dominate um, your weekend going well into, I believe, 12 or 1 o'clock from the early morning. And then she started creating the programming, the original programming, that made it very interesting. Rather than just re-airing some old cartoon that was made by Hanna-Barbera before, which is what NBC and CBS used to do, um, she was making original, not, I don't want to say original content, but she was going towards other people who developed content, allowing Fox to give them money to create that content specifically for Fox, then airing it on Fox. So Power Rangers, X-Men, uh, everything Marvel that was on Fox is through her. Uh, Power Rangers was huge. Literally, Power Rangers is, I think, it, no, it's actually the biggest kids franchise that exists um, and all the iterations in which it exists and has been sold multiple times. Um, and she worked hand in hand with Han Saban. Chaim Saban, excuse me. Um, then there's another executive who is a uh, chief of creative. His name is David Newman. He uh, is coming from Disney. So you already know they have a team that is well experienced, well connected and knows how to get the product distributed and marketed. That is why the stock is running. That is why I am speaking about the stock today. I will explain to you the negatives of the stock and I will give you my thesis 
before we get into the second half of this uh, podcast, so to speak, of this episode. (laughs) So my hypothesis on this situation is that we're going to ride up the, the shares long till about, I would say, nine, anywhere from eight fifty to nine dollars a share within this coming next week. June 15th is going to be in two weeks. Uh, what? Not even two weeks, a week in like three days, if you include the weekend. June 15th will be then. And you should see where before the closeout this Friday, should be having the stock retest all-time highs, which are about $12 a share. The concept that's being played here is buy the rumor, sell the news. I don't, I don't think you should hold it on the day that they launch the channel, as a lot of times with these kind of companies that aren't making revenues, this company has not made a dollar in 10 years. They tend to overpromise, underdeliver, and this company hasn't shown delivering. Will they deliver? They have a high chance of delivering it. But execution is is something that you don't know. That's um, something that you just have, you're not privy to. So there's no point to, you know, play that. And I don't intend to play that. But what I will be playing is the fact that the RSI on the stock is very high. It is over 70. If you don't know what RSI is, you have to look it up. I'm not going to explain it on this. It's relative strength index. RSI is high. It allows you to potentially short the stock, but I do not think you can short it right now with all of the um, all of the retail investor interest. Institutional investors have not started coming in very large, but it lets you know also, though, that the retail investor is so dominant within this stock, a stock that on average was trading maybe five to ten million shares for the past week has done over 300 million shares in a day. These are not not that they have 300 million shares, that the same 50 million shares that they have outstanding have swapped hands up to a volume of 300 million. That is insane amount of volatility, which gives you a a chance to make a lot of money very quickly, hence 2000% in about a month. I'm sorry, not a month, in about a week. Um, I'm comfortable with taking that risk. You have more risk reward on your side if you're riding the wave of the retail investor. People within Robinhood, which I am not a fan of Robinhood, but most people know it well uh, because they like free. There's no such thing as a free lunch, but that is a whole nother story. Uh, The people in Robinhood um, went from interest of about 5,000 uh, trades that they were trading in over to over 140,000 trades that are going on uh, from Robinhood people that are interested. Sorry if that sounds jumbled. In essence, just say there's about 140,000 people who use the Robinhood platform that are interested in trading this stock or they are trading this stock. Whereas uh, two weeks ago, there was 5,000 people. Shows you a lot of retail investors are super, super interested. Just like the retail investor from Robinhood was super, super interested in USO. Now let's get to the bad. And I like to save the bad for last because hopefully it's what you'll resonate on more. This bad is not telling you that it's a bad stock. 
the bad is telling you that this is why you're not, in my opinion, you don't hold the stock hoping for some buyout from Disney or, you know, rainbows and butterflies and $25 a share. It will come, but it ain't coming right now. As I started the um, part of this conversation with, the company's not making money. In over 10 years, they've made no money. So prior to 2014, they literally were making $1 million a share. I mean, $1 million a year. Um, probably a little under a million dollars a year in revenue. That And obviously, it netted out to zero because they made no money as they were filing their... Um, their 10Ks. From 2014 to 2016, I said 2013, excuse me, 13 was when they uh, officially got on the stock exchange. 14 to 16, they made $1 million in revenue, no profits. 2017, $5 million in revenue. This is when they started their licensing deals. 18, $1 million in revenue because underperformance. 20, 19 six million dollars in revenue because their royalties started paying off and they've gotten a lot of these shows on networks so i i look at that and i say okay kind of standard it's a little company you know hemorrhaging money as as it should because things are new and they're trying to get everything up to speed but the cautionary part is you can't be looking at it for its technicals. I'm mean, not its technicals for its financials because they, they don't have any. So that's one part where you have to be cognizant. Most people would say, all right, if that's the case, I'm going to wait till the next earnings. Because in the next earnings, you want to see that on the quarterly basis, uh, they've made more than what was made last quarter. And it's highly likely because with that licensing of the new shows and the shows having new seasons um, to air, you're definitely going to see toys. That is going to happen. I think this is a a great opportunity for a fourth quarter stock to be purchased in the third quarter. Not like it you're gonna purchase now, but you know, lever up in the third quarter going into the fourth quarter to catch those sales revenues when they report 2021's first quarter. Confusing, but if you can grasp the concept of thinking forward, you would want to buy it in the third quarter. Back to the negatives. <laughs> Without being too confusing here. Um, you have another issue here with the stock where they've been having a lot of trouble with the NASDAQ's minimum tick rule. So the minimum tick rule is something that says that if you are a company and you have a hundred days of being under one dollar. You are going to be delisted from the NASDAQ and you need to be listed on the OTC pink sheets. Reference Dean Foods. Makes sense. And it is not something that should completely scare you because that hundred day probationary period is going to expire August 31st, 2020. And I think the stock even if you get a nice sell-off, which you probably will, will at least maintain um, a one uh, above a $1 tick for August 31st, 2020. But in full disclosure, I have to say it because it is out there and it exists. The next issue is their capital raises. 
the company has raised a lot of capital in the month of May to fund the creation of their new shows. We've had share offerings from roughly about $1.20 and below, raising a total of $39 million um, of selling new shares. You also have a situation where the stock price is very high, but they issued new shares at $1.20, meaning the executives of the company did not feel the stock had its potentiality of having a very high value or they wouldn't have issued the new stock at such a lower price. It almost tells you how they view what the value of the stocks are. Because if they viewed the value of the stocks being more, they would try to have sold them for more or they would have tried to sell um, warrants for the company at higher prices. Obviously, that didn't happen, which means the stock is overvalued at six. What is keeping it there at six? Simply fear of missing out and the fact that it is a stock with a lot of momentum and retail is in the stock. The next negative would be there are 131 million shares, but I think that is inaccurate because the S1, I'm sorry, the S1, the 10, the S3, which lets you know that a company plans to allow private investors, people who bought their investments on a private market, which are called private placements, um, investor, those investors have the right to sell their shares. For my, for my records, I see 60, 65.1 million, but I also see people saying 131 million. Either way, an issue that you're going to have is that the company needs to notify the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Securities and Exchange Commission has anywhere from two to four weeks to agree to allow those shares to be sold. The company is putting them on notice and registering those shares and telling them, hey, we have these shares to sell. Um, Not the company, but the individuals, excuse me. Like if I buy shares of XYZ company or even Genius Holdings, I would then have those private shares. I'd wait six months and I could turn around and sell them. But I have to notify the SEC that I own these private shares that are not trading within the market. And the SEC says, okay, they review it, make sure my paperwork's in order, and then I can sell it. The problem with those extra shares is the price they were um, they were vested at. The price is vested at 0. .21, 0. .21, <laughs> I'm reading the decimal, 21 cents a share, which means a lot of these people have a very large paper gain and they're going to want to take it, which will flood the market with shares and reduce the price. That's why I have a hypothesis for the downside. As we get into a one, two week swing and the RSI is high, I will be looking to short the stock. But in this coming week, hence why I'm putting out this episode right now, I believe we will try to retest the highs and I am all for it. Lever up and go and get the money. The last warning and um, issue that I have on the stock is the company doesn't 
in detail discuss what the true financial fundamentals are. Yes, they come out in a 10K, but they don't tell you like how long has a show been renewed for? How many seasons does it have? Um, what is the um, licensing agreement on the on the toys and the merchandise? What are all these things? It matters, you know, because one of the programs called Rainbow Rangers, I called it Rainbow Warriors before my apologies, Rainbow Rangers the show has a third season of renewal, but it gets shown at like 3.49 a.m. You can see all these things when you look them up on um, on where, you know, on, on your TV guide. But, you know, TV's weird. And I, no, I'm not going to say TV's weird. I can't excuse it. It's, it's not being shown at prime time, right? But maybe they relaunch it and they reshow it because when they had started showing the uh, show's and they originally released this cartoon. They were showing the shows far more frequently. But it doesn't mean that the show hasn't been renewed. The show, you know, the show's been renewed, but that's just weird. And they need to comment on that. And they haven't commented on that. And I don't know why. But it needs to be commented on. And I mean, that would conclude where I think the, the, the stock has some, some issues, you know. I, I hope that they're smart enough not to want to... Uh, issue more stock. They need to stay away from that right now. But if they do, well, it's very clear that you can short it. I do hope that um, this next week is strong. You will tell how strong the next week is by pre-markets on Monday and, and what the stock is doing. I personally like the stock. I think the long-term prospects of it are great. I am not going to set it and forget it, though. Not interested in that. I think there's a lot of money in trading it because of the volatility and how many shares are swapping. I feel the short side is going to be beautiful because you'll easily get three points on the short side, which is the equivalent to well over 40%. That's nice. So in this fall, in this coming week, you probably catch 30 to 50% on the upside. And on the short side, you can catch potentially 50 to 100%. I hope you found this episode well. This is L.A. Aka with Trade Talk. Genius Brand Holdings. Stock ticker G-N-U-S. Good luck. Be safe.